shit. You just dropped your phone. That's true. I mean, <laughs> who's going to call you? Uh, probably my girlfriend. Or, sorry, fiance. She'll get mad at me. Um, well, just just write her a nice letter. The <laughs> Dude, if I wrote her a letter, she would not be able to read it because <laughs> my handwriting is that bad. I'll do it. You got the you got that curse too. I look like um, they call me Mister Scribbles. <laughs> my shit looks so so bad, so terrible. Even my signatures, like um, I never bothered to make a good signature. I it's so funny. I used to get made fun of so much on my driver's license because the signature was so bad that sometimes, like when I'd go to bars and stuff, somebody they would literally like be like, "Dude, who signed your fucking ID?" But also, who, like, does that? Who, like, comments on someone's ID like that? That's kind of weird. That is weird. I was uh, famous for some time for being the only man whose signature was never the same twice. <laughs> Which kind of defeats the purpose of, of a, a signature. signature. But, you know, I hated writing. I still hate the physical act of writing. I prefer dictating. You know, I like talking. If I had a little, um, what's the guy in the court? That writes everything down. The stenographer? Yeah, I think so. If I had a court stenographer... Just like, with you all the time? Yeah, I would just say all my crazy ideas, that they type it out, bang <laughs> it out, get it on the page, save me a lot of time. I always said, um, like when I was in high school and college, well, when you have to write papers, I'm like, dude, I don't want to sit and fucking type out this whole paper. Like, And yeah. you have to like write, you have to do rough drafts and all this shit. I'm like, can't you just like talk to the computer and have it like write out what you're trying to say i think nowadays they have programs that do that where you wear a little headset plug it in your computer and everything you say it fucking types it up for you that would have been i need to get that that would have been that would have been clutch dude imagine getting in facebook arguments with people while you're yelling (laughs) while you're yelling yeah that'd be great do you think it goes in all caps when you yell at people if if it doesn't that's an oversight and i'm gonna have to knock one star off the review (laughs) They would have to like, be like, okay, if the volume percentage is a certain height, you got to do all caps, like yeah. to 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 correctly get the tone and inflection of what you're trying to dictate, and do the uppercase, lowercase, back and forth, like in the SpongeBob mean <laughs> when you're mocking them. Yeah, when when we when, when you have a mocking tone, uh, go into SpongeBob mode. Yeah, that was. The, <laughs> it's so funny because like when you say that to people like oh yeah the spongebob thing like people know exactly what you're talking about the fucking look like it looks like a bird i feel so bad for children that are growing up because they're just gonna be raised on memes yeah i feel like that's already happening like i know and these little kids that i see i hate them so goddamn much (laughs) what makes you hate them i mean one the lack of attention span these people complain about the length of a movie but they'll watch um those YouTube videos where they edit together so there's not even a space, like when you pause, when you speak. Yeah. You got to take a breath, you know? But these people, they just get as much dialogue as possible to keep their little attention spans. And I think it just expounds and builds and builds and creates that problem. And nowadays, younger people, I don't think they even care about movies, you know? Too long. Too long. Too long. It, I guess it depends, like on what the movie is, too. Like, uh, like that, like Prey. Prey. I felt like was the perfect time. It was like what ninety minutes. Boom. Yeah, it didn't hang around too long. You got in, you got out. You had a great time. But that might be the sweet spot. I feel like ninety minutes. 
might be the sweet spot. Ooh. Two hours at most. But anything longer than that, I'm like, come on. I don't know. I like uh I like some of the three hour plus epics. I like uh some of those David Lynch really long, you know, drawn out awkward scenes. <laughs> or like something like Braveheart, you know, that's just Braveheart's three hours? It's pretty long, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. What's some of your favorite three-hour-long movies? Uh, Lord of the Rings, obviously. Okay, Lord, yeah. of, Lord of the Rings. Eh, I mean, that's like though, like because people will complain about like, oh, these Lord of the Rings movies, just them walking for three hours. It's like if you, for one, if you if that's what you think of the movies or like the books or anything like that, then you have no comprehension of what it's what it what the story is about. And second of all, I love it that they're just walking because I'm a fat guy. I don't want to walk. I want to live vicariously through these hobbits <laughs> walking around you know i'm not doing that shit i would have been like eh, give him the ring <laughs> yeah just take it but uh other long movies that i love the inventions of the the adventures of baron monkhausen directed by terry gilliam i think that's about three hours long i'm not sure i've seen that or even oh. heard of that oh it's a beautiful movie you should check it out what uh is it streaming anywhere i don't know <laughs> what's it called the adventures of baron monkhausen Baron Munchausen. Yeah. What's it about? Um, so, like, Munchausen by proxy or M- Munchausen syndrome where you think you're sick and you tell all these lies and tell people you're sick and stuff. It's based off of this literary character, Baron Munchausen, who had, like, these crazy adventures, right? Like, he uh, did shit in a sea of cheese and he, like, rode on a cannonball flying through the sky, you know, so... Over the top, uh, pretty ridiculous fantasy scenarios, but um, Terry Gilliam's version of the story is pretty amazing. All right. I think you've pretty much sold me on it. Robin Williams makes a cameo. Really? As the king of the moon. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely the king of the moon. Uh, I think it's the very first Uma Thurman role she ever had. Oh, so it's like an older movie. Yeah, like late 80s. Okay. But... Mostly practical effects, top-notch stuff. Eric Idle from Monty Python's in it. You know, Terry Gilliam was one of the Monty Python guys, so it's got that very dry humor, you know. Nice. Okay. I will, I'm going to add that to my list of movies because I've, I've started actually making a list of movies because people will always be, like, recommending shit to me, uh, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, or, like, well, they'll be talking about a movie, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I wanted to see that. But I, I like totally forgot that it existed. Like just in my world, sometimes I just forget that things exist. And uh, so I actually started compiling a list of movies for, that I need to see. That's a good idea. There's a lot of movies. And I mean, it's very hard to keep up. So many movies released every year. And um, I tried. I'm a pretty big movie buff, but a lot of a lot of times something slips by. And someone will, some of my buddies will tell me, oh, you didn't see this last year? I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. I'm interested. Yeah. But I just, uh, something about the title just didn't grab me. But I don't know. I love, I love cinema. I love just storytelling in general. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you're like, you're also a big wrestling fan, right? Oh, yeah. So like storytelling right there. Big, uh, big component, usually in wrestling. Ideally. You'd like that. Ideally, you'd want uh, the focus to be on the storytelling. What? Uh, what are some? Who's? Who's? Who are some people that Nigel Bravo is like in 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 the wrestling world right now? Wrestling world today. Well, I got to go with uh, my number one, Bret Bret Hart. 
And I know you say, well, you said today. Well, I like that he buries Goldberg every chance Dude, he gets. Him ba- just burying anybody it, at this point. I, it used to annoy me because I'd be like, shut the fuck up, Bret Hart. Like, why do you like why? Nobody cares. But now I'm just like, I'm all for this, especially especially when he's burying Goldberg. It's so great. It's just I, an old Canadian man. And he doesn't give a shit. And he's going to say uh, Goldberg is unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it's so funny, too, because like. I, I liked Goldberg like back in the late 90s like when he was the fucking man but that was it like that was like his his time of being cool was literally just then and after that like when he came back into WWE it was just like uh, I don't care about this shit yeah he only really uh, appealed to me as when I when I was a child in my younger years I thought oh here's a big bald football player banging his head against the wall I like that. <laughs> I was like, this dude, just he's awesome, and he whoops people's asses. But I don't think he stood the test of time. No, no. Because then there's other dudes that came after that that were doing the same shit, but better. True. But uh, as far as wrestling today, I don't watch uh, WWE. I uh, gave fair. that up for my uh, own mental health, you know. That's fair. It, it was just insulting, the stories they tell you, like, as a viewer. Like, uh, I'm not that dumb. Give me something a little more interesting, you know. But I actually got back into wrestling when I went to a freelance wrestling show. And, oh, the spark started burning. Started watching New Japan on the regular. I think I went to a Wrestle Kingdom at your place. And I was like, oh, my God, New Japan is amazing. And so then I got the fucking service, New Japan World, watched all the old shit. I did cancel my New Japan uh, subscription during the pandemic because uh, the storytelling got a little uh, got a little flat. Eh, Gato dropped the ball, I think. Not a lot going on, especially I mean, pandemic wrestling was kind of weird all across the board. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. It was a tough time for entertainment in every aspect, but I really love Zack Sabre Jr. Zack's Zach, dope. Zack Sabre Jr., uh, I love his wrestling style, but more importantly, I just love the way he talks. His <laughs> promos, dude. He always inserts these like obscure uh, British indie comedy quotes and stuff. Really? Like Mighty Boosh references. Ah. Stuff like that. It's great. Um, I, like, I watch AEW every week, you know? AEW is really my go-to these days. And um, it's because all the great indie wrestlers that I was watching... They went to the, they went to AEW and uh, <laughs> I mean Kenny Omega is probably my favorite current wrestler. Kenny's dope. I love Danhausen. <laughs> I love Danhausen. Today's his birthday. Don't tell Castro, but I love Danhausen. Oh, Castro loathes the Danhausen. Oh my god! Even though Danhausen steal my stealing my piss boy gimmick, you know that's besides the point. Mm, we'll we'll come back to that because somebody somebody definitely inquired about this. Yeah, we can we'll have to come back to that. But um, I was a big fan actually of Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground was like legitimately awesome. I liked the idea of uh, wrestling being presented like as a TV show instead of as a taped sports uh, competition. I feel there was a lot more freedom with the characters. It was pretty much Mortal Kombat, but wrestling. Like, yeah. You could kill motherfuckers off, 
uh, you know, superpowers, Aztec powers. Shit was crazy, and it was amazing. And nobody questioned it. It was just, it was no, just like it's a TV show. Like you don't question on Stranger Things. Like that <laughs> motherfucker playing Metallica in the Upside Down. You're like. Well, how come his amp has power down there? You know, there's no other lights in the whole upside down. You don't question it. And I don't question how Dario Cueto gets all this fucking money, you know? He just has it. He has an unlimited... He has one of those black... uh, The black cards that uh, is unlimited spending limit. Dude, if I had one of those, I'd be in so much trouble. But it's it's, it's an unlimited uh, spending limit. What would you spend your money on if you had unlimited money? Um, Well, first of all... I would buy you a nice turkey dinner. Oh, that would be awesome because I love turkey. You and me. It'd be like Thanksgiving, but tomorrow. Yeah. Although I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but I like turkey. And then I'd probably waste my money on a tons of um, guitars and expensive synthesizers that I don't need. <laughs> and um, I probably wouldn't live very long. Honestly, if I had a lot of money, I would do everything I wanted. And that probably would lead to a bad lifestyle. <laughs> would you buy a lot of beer? Um, yeah, a lot of beer, probably. I'd probably buy all the beer. All does, the beer. does beer go bad? Yes. How long does it take for beer to go bad? Uh, a year, two years, a couple of years. I don't know. Mm. So, if like if someone bought a like a bunch of beer, like realistically, they if they're if they drink a lot of beer, I they mean, could probably it, get. It doesn't it. really go bad. It tastes different over time, you know. But eh. You can still get drunk off it. Yeah, as long as it does its job. <laughs> I don't know. if Man, unlimited money. What would I do? I feel like that's kind of a loaded question, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I'd probably gamble. Gamble it all away. Yeah. Instantly. Fu- Why not? Well, if easy- it's unlimited, then yeah. You could just keep gambling and winning, win money, lose money. It doesn't matter. Easy come, easy go. Yeah. Dude, I would definitely... I don't know. I'd probably buy an island. And just fucking live there. So you would uh, recreate F Boy Island? Uh, no, I would. <laughs> oh, I would so have, I'm not invited I would to your have, island? You can come to my island. I it would be an island that I, only I would live on. Uh, okay. Well, not only me, but me and my my significant others. Island of solitude. And uh, build a big big old house on there uh, with a lot of dogs and. A lot of turkey dinners. <laughs> a lot of turkey dinners. I like that. You remember that game, uh, Gauntlet Legends? No. Like the arcade game Gauntlet? No. What? Uh, it, well, you're like a wizard and shit. One guy's an archer. You're going around dungeons, killing mobs and stuff. It was like a hack and slash type game. But uh, the health was always turkey dinners. Oh, okay. And uh, I think that's why I like turkey dinners so much in my mind. Are you a dark meat or a light meat guy? I like meat. Just eat them both. I like I like both kinds of meat. I uh, I think I prefer the dark meat over the the light. You're a, you're a thigh guy. I'm a thigh guy. He's a thigh guy, ladies and gentlemen. A hey. gazundite. Thank you. And because uh, a lot of times the white meat's like super dry, and you got which is not a problem. There's as times long as you got gravy. You need a good like a dry meat is good at times. Like you're throwing some dry meat on a sandwich that you're going to cover in some sauces or. You know, some sort of uh, gravy, like you said. Love a good gravy. Then it's fine. I don't know. I just like meat. I don't think I could ever be a vegetarian. Dude, I thought about it. um, But like in the past, like I've dated people who are vegan. And I'm like, ah, like if I could, if I had to give up eating meat, like could I? And I I thought I was like, 
I probably could, but I I like steak way too much to do, to give it up. You know what? I shouldn't say that I couldn't do it. I mean, I I was I was sober for like over a year just like as a joke. I, you know, as I never a joke. I never thought I could do that, you know, but I did that. So I I feel like I guess if I really didn't want to eat meat, I, I could do it, but I feel like if I absolutely had to, like if it was like a health reason, like if you ate meat again, you would die and I'd be like guess I'm not eating meat again, like I mean, unless it was my last meal, then I'm... well, if they said that to me, I'd be like, "I'm going to get some meat right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's just expedite this process. Yeah, yeah, let's speed this up. I got shit to do. No, um, I could never do vegan though because I need cheese. You're a big cheese guy. I love cheese. I like cheese, but like only when it's like a part of something. So like pizza, um, and like I guess like Mexican food, like Chihuahua cheese and stuff like that. But if I'm making a sandwich, a lot of times I don't have cheese on it. Uh, I guess like Italian food, like pasta, like certain things have to have cheese with it. Otherwise, it's boring. But like I, I, I'm not a big cheese guy like on its own. Oh, uh, I, I can love me uh, just a, a, a board filled with cheeses, some cheeses, some meats. Yeah, some coochie boards. Some coochies. <laughs> um, I love smoked Gouda. You know, I like the fancy cheeses, but I like regular cheese, too. Just give me some Pepper Jack cheese, and I'll be a happy man. I love Pepper Jack. That's, like, my favorite, I guess, to put on, like, if I am putting it on a it's sandwich. Good for a san- it's good for anything. Pepper Jack, honestly, doesn't get enough respect it should. Maybe I need to start eating more cheese. I think that's or the biggest a- problem in your life. You don't have enough cheese. Don't have enough cheese. Yeah. I. You know what? Like... I've seen people do like the the charcuterie boards or like as uh, as Nicole calls them charspookery. Um, Ooh. Because we have a we have like a cutting board that's shaped like a ghost. Oh my, I'd be too scared. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to eat the cheese off it. It'd be haunted cheese. <laughs> it's haunted cheese. Uh I I've always seen people do that or like I think somebody at work one time had like brought like a bunch of different types of cheeses then they they were just like, "Hey, like I think it was like a Christmas gift that somebody got was like a bunch of like assorted cheeses and they were just, they just left it in the break room they were just like have at it guys and we were kind of picking at them and i was like oh these are actually like not bad and maybe i just haven't been exposed to enough good cheese in my life to appreciate it which is ironic because you live so close to wisconsin and there's so there's whole factories of like different kinds of cheeses up there i've been to the the cheese castle yeah cheese once. castle there you go been there once when i was young a young man but I don't remember my Young experience. Young man, there's a ship in the sea. I don't. Those aren't the words, is it? It could be YMCA. It's the new, the new version. What, what, yeah, let's make a cover of the YMCA song. Just start calling it something else. We'll call it DMCA, which is a copyright strike on Twitch. Is it? Yeah, like when you use someone else's music and you get in trouble. Oh, that's what they they hit you with. Yeah, that D DCMA. Oh shit, I don't know. DMCA. Well, something like that. So you you mentioned Twitch. I know you're a big Twitch guy. You and Castro uh, are are probably the two people that I know personally that Twitch stream. I guess I know a lot of wrestlers that do it now too. But but you guys like as as far as my friends, you guys are the biggest Twitch guys that I know. Uh, how did you start doing it? Like, how do you like doing it? And yeah, I guess just talk about your twitching. Well, I uh, I started streaming um, a little bit into the pandemic, you know? Couldn't play any shows, couldn't go outside, 
You know, I wasn't really, I wasn't one of those risky guys that was like, I'm still going to the bars even though you got to sit outside in their tents or whatever. Yeah, it was weird. I was weird. like, it's not worth the trouble. I'm not going to get anyone else sick. I'll just stay at home. So I started streaming online and uh, built a nice little community. I Actually, I saw Castro doing it, and it was seemed like a lot of fun, you know? I love gaming. I, lo- I love uh, playing games. I love playing music, making jokes. I got a show called Drunk Jeopardy. Yes, you do. Drunk Pretty. It's uh, Jeopardy, but you chug beers for bonus points. <laughs> uh, and it just, um, you know, it's fun to do. It keeps my, like, comedy chops up, too, because um, in the pandemic, not going out, not having anyone to do bits and riffs with. You know, I was worried uh, it'd stop being funny. And uh, then what do I got going for me? Nothing. The the whole, if you don't use it, you lose it kind of thing. Exactly. I mean, it really helped um, the qualities I need to be a good host, too. Because it's just me talking into a microphone for hours online, you know. Doing commentary on games or whatever I'm doing, any bits, any goofs. And um, it's it's a fun time. It's a fun time. I reckon it's a, it's a great time. I've uh, I'm not a big like, I guess uh, I I originally was gonna try doing Twitch stuff too, but I just couldn't. I'm f- so illiterate when it comes to like setting up computers and shit like that. So I just like I couldn't figure out how to get to work, uh, and I just pretty much gave up on the idea. But I. Uh, I started watching, like, I would watch some of Castro's stuff. I watched some of your stuff. I watched some of uh, Ian's stuff, too. And it does seem a lot of, like a lot of fun. I just feel like I'm not part of that, like, because I'm not a big video game person. I started to um, play a lot more games during the pandemic that I, growing up, being involved in, like, so much shit in, in high school and, like, sp- like playing fucking sports, play- being in band, and then getting into wrestling, I never really had time to be just be at home and play video games. So I kind of like never played video games. Um, and then with the pandemic, obviously nothing was happening. Started picking up games, started picking up Red Dead Redemption 2. Ooh. And that, that reignited my love for video games. And then I started like slowly getting back into playing other games. Um, I tried playing Last of Us. It was a little, a little hard, a little slow for me. Uh, I know people were just talking about being stuff being you, slow. You just have no emotions, man. I just, dude, that whole opening though, in the in, for Last of Us, like you're talking about the first one, the right? first yeah. one, and I'm just like, fuck, like how am I supposed to play this now? I was just like, so much happens, like right in the beginning, and then you just get dumped into this world, and you're just like, okay, but um, yeah, no, I like I I always feel like uh kind of like outside looking in with the video game stuff with you guys which is is cool because like that's like that's some shit that you guys all have uh connected with and i love listening to you guys talk about it like when whenever uh, ian's talking about it on the podcast uh with mike and you guys like talking about video game stuff i'm like i don't really know exactly what you guys are talking about per se but the way you guys talk about it with such like passion makes me like excited i'm like fuck yeah like i'm excited because you guys are excited or like i'm mad because you guys are mad like yeah it's I'm, cool i'm just a sucker like i said earlier for storytelling whether it's music movies video games dance i love it all and dance. i want to get into it yeah my sister's a dancer so i uh, grew up loving the art of dance as well that's pretty cool 
Yeah, she teaches dance uh, here in the city and the suburbs. What kind of dances she, dances does she teach? Like just ballet, everything? modern, jazz, hip hop, that kind of shit. That's know? pretty sweet. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Oh, uh, I can't dance. You can't. You can't. No, no, you no, can. No, you no, can. No. I believe you. No, no, no. I'm not the artist Mike Charles. I'm not a dancer. He is a dancer. He is the dancer. Uh, what uh, What are some games you're playing right now? Oh, oh my God. Um, if any. Uh, I play a lot of indie games. I, I like uh, looking out weird indie games that just like some dude made, you know, some random dude with a crazy premise. I played one recently called Growing My Grandpa. Okay, explain. Where you're, you're, a, you're like a six-year-old girl. And you come across like a Finnish book of necronomic spells, and you like do some sort of uh, alchemist type thing, and you start growing like a a really gross uh, mass in <laughs> in your basement, and uh, it assumes the shape of your grandpa, kinda, but with like tentacles and shit. And uh, shit. that was a weird one. <laughs> is that a is that a Steam game? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Growing my grandpa. Cool. Um, I played that game Stray about the cat. Yeah, how is that? Cat simulator. Oh, game of the year. Game of the year. Really? I mean, besides growing my grandpa, <laughs> uh, Stray was real fun. Nice. I just bought that. I recommend it. It's uh, great for anyone who's not a huge gamer either. It's really accessible. But uh, everyone wants to be a cat. You know, it's that one thing deep inside of us where you see a cat and you're like, there's a meow button. I rest my case. There's a meow button. You can meow whenever you want. <laughs> um, cool. Elden Ring was one I beat recently. That was uh, that one's probably actually game of the year. A lot of Elden Ring talk between between listening to Ian, listening to you, listening to Castro talk about it. I, I loved it. I love all the Dark Souls type games. You know, I like maybe because I grew up playing Super Nintendo. I just like really hard games in general. I like the challenge. That's that's true. part of the fun for me. Back in the day. Games were just hard, and you just had to deal with it, you know? There was no, like, looking up online no. for, like, and quests and If stuff. there's a tutorial part of a game, I'm skipping it. Just throw me right in the shit. I want to get right to it, and uh, I don't need to learn how what the buttons are. In fact, I'm never going to block the whole game. <laughs> the, uh, Elden Ring, uh, Castro was trying to explain it to me. He's like, because I was like, oh, I keep hearing you guys all talk about it. I was like, I think I might want to try and play it, and he's just like, it's a bit challenging, especially for like someone like me who's not like a, an avid gamer. He's like, it might be kind of hard for you to like kind of just jump into that. But I don't know. I feel like because you're a wrestler, like you'll be able to see the signs of the moves coming. That's the main I thing read, is like learning. Read their movements. Yeah. They all got like tells for when they're doing certain attacks and you got to just adapt to each boss fight like that. Maybe I'll check it out. I know. It, I know. uh I don't think it, it it hasn't gone on sale yet <laughs> on on Steam. Oh, I usually look probably for the, not. Yeah. I look for the I always look for the sale games first, but that one's probably not going to go on sale anytime soon. Maybe not. No, it was a great game. I recommend it to everyone. And uh, well, recently I was playing NBA Jam for the Super Nintendo. Ooh, and let me tell you something. I got a I got a big problem with these NBA Jam referees. What's your what's your gripe with these refs? Okay, so they call goaltending on me, right? Okay. And then they do it again, and they do it again, and again, and again. They call goaltending on me probably, I don't know, a uh, hundred times. It's bullshit. You got to stop goaltending. I'm, I'm, no, I block a shot four times in a row. Fifth time I go to block it, they call goaltending. You tell, 
Double overtime. They're calling goaltending. Are you? Where, does it matter like where you're at when it's happening? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I hate these refs. I don't know the Jesus rules for Christ. basketball. I, I, I used to play basketball in high school, but that was a long time ago. So clearly, I don't know the rules for goaltending, but it shouldn't exist in NBA Jam. There's, I feel like, with, especially with NBA Jam, because it's like, there's you, fucking... You, you can set, shove people. Yeah, you like... There's uh the fucking the ball sets on fire like right when you fucking shoot it from oh yeah you get on fire you get on fire they're not calling fire a uh, fire fouls no no there's no fire fouls there's only goaltending and they call it on me so much that we had to get a goaltending counter going <laughs> and uh, it it really got me irked but it just brings me back like old games they were hard as shit I was probably a better gamer when I was a child honestly. I remember playing um, 007 GoldenEye on the N64 and only being able to get to a certain point in the game, in the story mode for the game because it was so hard and then picking it up as an adult being like, let me see if I could try getting past this shit now. And like, I feel like I I ended up getting, getting past that point, which I was very happy. I was like, I can't believe I did this. I've never been able to do this for ever. But yeah, no, those games growing up were super hard. Yeah, I um I was a big fan of GoldenEye, but even more than that, uh did you ever play Perfect Dark for the N64? No, but we, I've heard about this. Oh, we used to have such big parties. Me and me and my brother and the boys, we'd be playing multiplayer Perfect Dark. Like it was GoldenEye but better. It was it was intense. I, I, I miss those days. I you know? yeah, we I remember growing up we used to have uh like WCW NWO Revenge and like No Mercy parties, or we like being up playing GoldenEye, or even like Mario Kart, Mario Party, stuff like that. Like those, those were like those sleepovers or whatever you'd have everybody. We'd be up all fucking night all night playing. long, and you'd just be like, I just want to keep playing this all night. Now you're up all night and you uh, feel horrible the next day. You're like, oh my god. Now, yeah, now I'm like, I don't want to, like, I'll, I'll be up. I just can't sleep. And it'd be like two o'clock and I'm just like laying there and I'm like, why can't I just fall asleep? I just want to sleep so bad. I have that problem when I have to wake up early and um, I can't get to sleep. I figure, well, since I'm not sleeping, even though I'm supposed to, I'm like, well, I might as well do something. So then I start working on a project or something and then five hours go by and I'm like, well, I'm only getting one hour of sleep tonight. <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes when I like I'll sit up and read I read comics on my fucking tablet and I'll be like, Oh, I'll just read until I get tired and then I look at the clock and it's like three AM and I'm like <sighs> So you're a big comic guy. Yeah, I started I started diving back into reading what, comics. What kind stuff. of comedy? Um I, I any, read any Stoke Crow comedy? No. Are you gonna make a comic book for me? Should I? I think someone should. <laughs> someone should. I'm a terrible artist. Me, uh, I'm a terrible artist, but I made my own cartoon. Yeah, and it's fucking incredible. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Okay, all right. Let's yeah, talk let's... about the adventures of Piss Boy. Okay. Where Where did this idea come from? And like, how? What is your What is your process for for writing these episodes? Okay, so I made a cartoon. I put it on my YouTube channel. The cartoon's called The Legend of Piss Boy. And now this was based off of, um, honestly, it goes back to the Twitch channel. I um, I made a silly song for when I have to take a bathroom break or go get another beer or something. And it's called Piss Boy. 
And it goes like, piss boy, piss boy, hope that I don't miss boy, gotta take a piss boy, all this piss, it gives me joy. Just like a weird like electronic music in the background. And you kind of just like street, like put it on when... Yeah, when I gotta take a little break, you know, <laughs> and chant likes it. And um, So uh, someone in chat wanted me to make a Microsoft Paint drawing about the lore of p- this piss boy. Because I was just saying something that's funny, you know? Piss boy is just a funny phrase to say. It wasn't a thing in my mind. But then so I make a Microsoft paint drawing of like this dude wearing blue jeans, 12-pack abs. He's got a bright yellow sword, a piss-colored sword, <laughs> a yellow hair. And the, uh, he's got a little buddy that's uh, a crow with a crown, King Crow, you know? <laughs> and then from there, I just decided, well, you know what? I don't know how to draw. Like, I'm a musician. Like, that's my main thing. I've never... I already, We already told you that um, my writing, my handwriting's terrible. <laughs> I've never learned the ability to draw either. But I figured, well, hold on. What if someone who never learned how to draw, who's terrible at visual arts like that, what if I made a cartoon? So I made a cartoon. <laughs> and I, I did it. And it's yeah, no, it's I fucking when I saw because I did I did wasn't even aware of it at first until it was like two or three episodes out, and then I saw you guys posting about it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, I was watching it at work, and I'm just showing everybody. I'm like, yo, you gotta fucking watch these things. They're so funny. Um, and it's kind of like um like old Adult Swim type of show, you know, like just uh, really crude, absurd humor. I mean, the whole show is pretty much just talking. How did you how did you animate it? Because it's like, even if it's like you said, it's it's almost like um, I don't want to say it, it's not like South Park, but like the how the South Park animation yeah, was kind of like like, like puppets. Like that's kind of like you rig them up as if it was a puppet or something. I use um, a program called Adobe Character Animator, and uh, I load my shitty drawings into that, and I gotta like build the skeleton of the characters, and then as I so another big thing about the show, though, is it's all improv. Oh, I don't, God. I don't have any scripts. Really? Yeah. All the voiceovers are just on the spot. <laughs> so I, I do the voiceover first, and then I animate to that. Really? Yeah. Okay, that makes that makes sense now. Yeah, that's why uh, you know not a lot happens in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I play both the main characters, so when I um am doing, I voice Piss Boy and King Crow, which are the like, it's their adventures, right? Yeah. The show. So I will say like, I'll say a line as Piss Boy, hit stop on my computer, go to the different track, and then record the voice of a King Crow answering back. So I just do my oh no my own back and forth. God, that's gotta be hard. <sighs> yeah, it's interesting. Um. I mean, my my voice acting in the show, I think, got better as it went on. But, you know, sometimes uh, character consistency drops. (laughs) (laughs) Piss Boy started off with more of a John Wayne type voice to him. Well, hello there, partner. But then it kind of went more into Patrick Warburton or David Putty from Seinfeld. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Just doing it for the team. You know, something (laughs) like that. That's pretty good. Ah, yeah. It's all coming together now. Cusco's poison. (laughs) So it kind of went into more Patrick Warburton territory. Um, King Crow is kind of just like a a southern southern voice, like a southern lady. He's a southern crow. Yeah, he's a southern crow. I kind of I saw that movie uh, Knives Out, 
and I was like Daniel Craig's voice in that. He does that southern drawl. Yeah. Kind of based it really off him good. for that. But uh, I, I've had some friends that have done some guest voices as the villains for my cartoon. Ian Shearer from 616 Entertainment. He uh, was nice enough to provide uh, three character voices. Technically four voices, but uh, he did Skeleton Jones, Gabo the Sick, a little gnome named Krangus, and Bing Bong the Death Dealer. Yeah, <laughs> I had uh, the artist Mike Charles. He voiced Stavros the Minotaur. He's like a short Minotaur. Min- mini- Minotaur. Yeah. Okay. And uh, my brother, Johnny Bravo, he did um, the voice of the Time Wizard. <laughs> the Time Wizard. And then uh, another Twitch streamer, Dirtman Jim, did the voice of the Duke, who's kind of like the king of the land, the Duke. So, yeah, even when I, I would go over to Ian's house to record, like, we did all his lines in a row, and um, he'd be like, okay, what do you want me to say? I'm like, I don't know. Well, let's make this up. So I'll just say Piss Boy's line at him, and then he'll just react how he does. Or if I come up, <laughs> come up with a line, I'll feed it to him. Say ooh, say that, or like I'll tell him, yeah, go in that direction. That's pretty. That's pretty cool because, like, when you see the final product, you, I guess, like, it kind of makes sense now when you say that it's it's mostly imp- well, all improv, and um, but it, when it's all laid out together like that, it kind of comes together like naturally. Or it comes off naturally. Yeah, I think the show really um, found its own like vibe when it came to the storytelling i mean there's a monster of the week every episode but uh the real story is the relationship between piss boy and king crow so i don't, I don't want to ruin anything that happens for anyone that hasn't seen it go watch this cartoon where uh where can they go see this um my youtube channel stoke crow comedy crow with a k comedy with a k don't ask me why i spell stuff wrong okay <laughs> um but um yeah piss boy was a lot of fun a lot of fun. Fun project. You know, never made a cartoon. I decided I'll make a cartoon. I mean, that's pretty awesome, too, because, like, how many people do you know that are like, I'm just going to, like, make a cartoon and then do it? Like, that's, <laughs> I, that's pretty, like, a pretty fucking... I wish I knew someone that did it because I would have asked for advice. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this, you know, I've never done it, so I'm learning it as I go. And um, that's pretty cool, though. It was fun making like the little background music for it all, too. That that was the easy part, the music. Uh, the theme song I sung in Japanese, I think. Really? Or well, my friend said he knew Japanese and he like I told him what I wanted to say. And he gave me back like the phonetic pronunciations. But I don't know I if don't it's know right what, or not. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I hope it's like just <laughs> well, some like just like fucking random could, ass shit. It could be really bad. He's, you're just saying a bunch of racial slurs in oh, Japanese. God, I, hope, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here, they're just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, so it was it, honestly, looking back, it's kind of crazy I did it. But I did it. And you know what? After that, season one, um, there's like eight episodes, I think. I uh, decided, well, season two is going to be told in a different medium. Season two is a video game. Oh, so I'm currently working on the Piss Boy video game. Jesus, which is season two of the show, technically. When uh, when can people expect this to? I'm about halfway done with the game right now, probably. 
So wow, um, okay. hopefully in a month or two, maybe. So you're just like, I'm going to make a fucking cartoon and you just do it. Yeah. I'm going to make a video game and then you just do it. Yeah. I don't know how to code. I don't know how to make pixel art. So the video game is like a Super Nintendo style retro uh, platformer. So think of like Mario, but like with a sword. Which is shit. like the classic video game yeah. like look. But I, I figured, um, well, I made a cartoon. I didn't know how to do that. How hard can a video game be? Is it harder? A uh, video game's much harder than a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make all the pixel art. It's, it gets pretty intense. Um, I'm just checking what the battery life is on this. I also don't know where to read the batteries. We got to get you one of those... Um, uh, plugs AC adapter yeah I got one of those I gotta get well I gotta get one of those I, I one time I was recording with somebody and we recorded probably about an hour and it died in the middle of us recording oh, that's the worst and then it just I was like oh cool it probably like just saved it right nope nope it, it's just once it fucking goes out it goes out and it's everything it's was gone. lost it's gone it was a pain in the ass um <clears throat> so you mentioned your YouTube channel Stoke Crow Comedy you do a lot of videos on there one of those videos was a documentary. You mentioned. Oh, oh God. You mentioned you coming to freelance wrestling. Uh, tell us about the bag of glass. Yeah. I, I um, Well, I made a documentary called Hashtag Bag of Glass. And it was about. Um, look, freelance wrestling had a Christmas carnage match, I believe it was called, right? Yeah. Where fans bring the weapons, but you got to like wrap it as a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. And so, um, well, uh, look, I think this all started with darts, professional darts, okay? Southside Dart League. I guess it's not professional. I mean, I don't get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the Dart League. I beat a team, whooped them. They were trash-talking the whole time, you know, chirping like birds. Beat them, beat them on the board, you know? Killed him. Just beat him with just better accuracy, you know. Stayed calm. Well, I think they smashed out my car windows. You think they did it? I think so. Yeah. That is poor poor sportsmanship. Hey, man, they couldn't beat me on the board, so they beat me in the streets. (laughs) No, but um, so my windows were smashed out, and for some reason, I sweeped up all the glass, and I put it into a jewel bag. You just had had bags in your car. I, I don't know. Go. I don't know. But um, for some reason, I kept that bag. And then months later, you know, with this Christmas carnage match announced at Freelance Wrestling, um, I thought, wow, hold on. I got a beautiful idea. What if I bring the bag of glass inside a Christmas present? Every wrestler's dream <laughs> is to use a bag of glass as a weapon. I mean, I, I'm helping these guys out. That It'll be great. Think of think of think of the pop when all that glass goes flying into the crowd. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't think it that much through. You know, I just thought it was funny. So we bring uh, I bring the box. Uh, Yabo the clown opens it up, um, looks inside, sees it's filled with glass, just puts it right down. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like, nope. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm not fucking with this. <laughs> this is uh, this is bad news. So I fucking, I think I was up in the balcony. I go down to the ring to get my bag of glass back. I bring it back up, spill some all over the artist, Mike Charles, you know, whatever. But um, I still got that bag of glass at home. You still have it. Oh, yeah. 
I love too that uh, when you're watching back the footage on the show, you can you see, can see you coming down the ringside to grab the glass, which is to very be, considerate. To be fair, though, I don't think I should get involved. You know, in the performance, I, I didn't mean to do that, but I was very drunk and I just wanted my my bag of glass. Back. Oh no, I think it's like I thought totally fine. you're not going to use it. I'm I want it. I'd take it back because uh, I might need it later. You know, if I. Who knows? And it inspired a, a very riveting documentary about the entire ordeal. Yeah, actually, unfortunately, though, I took the documentary, made it to private. Oh, it's no longer up on the channel. How come? Just uh, someone I interviewed in the documentary, I didn't want to be associated with anymore. You know, so um, one of those type of scenarios. It happens sometimes. Hey, what can you do? It's unfortunate. But yeah, you know, bag of glass. It was probably the. Um, the greatest memory when it comes to my involvement with wrestling. <laughs> also, I mean, playing a freelance show was amazing. Yeah, my band you guys did, did play. Yeah. That was back when you guys had rock and roll and punk rock bands and I stuff. I know. I missed that. Like that it was, was a different era. I mean, it was it was amazing. It was fun. It was what is that, twenty fourteen? Was that when it happened? Uh, it was a long early, time ago. It was the early days of freelance. Back when, at back at the Abbey Pub. Back yeah, back when we used to do before uh, Castro burned it down. <laughs> Castro. Oh, I don't think I'm supposed to say that. Shh, what, 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 cut what, that, cut that. We'll cut it. Cut that. But yeah, we used to have bands play um you know, before like before the show. Uh, we do and a couple that, like of, intermission, right? Yeah, and then, then then the band will close out the night um as we were tearing the ring down. Uh, and it was it was a cool thing. It was uh, nobody nobody else was really doing that, especially in the Chicagoland area. And you know, we had a lot of like cool bands come through and play. One of the best was uh, the young lady that is a sincere engineer. Yeah, uh, I still listen to her. I She's saw her great. at a freelance show, and I was like, "Wow, this chick's awesome." She yeah, she fucking she played a, played a fucking freelance show, and now she's playing Riot Fest and torn with like Alkaline oh, Trio. Oh damn, I didn't know she was that big. Yeah, no, she was on Riot Fest last year. I think she's playing this year again too. Nice. And it's like it's cool. Like it's cool to see like like the the not even just wrestlers that have come through freelance that have gone on to do bigger and better things, but also some of the musical artists. Look, you are animating cartoons now. <laughs> I'm a video, video game developer video too. I'm just gonna you're, put all this next uh, my on my LinkedIn. You know, <laughs> you're just a jack of all trades now. I am a jack off, true, true. <laughs> but you're a, you're a, you're also a bass boy. You mentioned your band, Act of Destruction. Oh uh, yeah, I play in a metal band with my brother, uh, Act of Destruction. Um, very high speed stuff, um, technical guitar, bass lines. Um, Kind of melodic death metal, I guess I would describe it as. And um, unfortunately, the pandemic kind of ruined our momentum there. So it, two it, two years without having, being able to play a show. But uh, right now, we're working on a new album. Nice. I don't know when it's going to be out, but hopefully soon. Uh, these songs are the best songs uh, my brother's ever written. He He's the main writer. Me and him, we come up with everything. And uh, talk about a musical genius. My brother... He's like Steve I if he fucked Ingve Malmsteen and they gave birth to a kid that was uh, Randy Rhodes who, you know, uh, did some sort of magical spell to transform him as that dude from Animals as Leaders. Like, my brother's really <laughs> good at guitar. Me, uh, I'm, I'm really good at bass. You're guitar, good. not so much. I'm decent at guitar. De- decent at guitar? Well, so what happened was m- my brother was really good at guitar growing up. 
Like, um, all throughout high school, he didn't do any homework. He just played guitar. And he got really good. He did his guitar homework. He stayed up all night playing guitar, would go to school with no sleep. Literally. Literally? Literally. So, like, he was 14 years old and playing better than Dimebag Daryl from Banthera, you know? Like, my brother's, he was really good. But, so, I saw how good he was, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, he's already really good. <laughs> what am I going to do? So I kind of learned multiple instruments, right? I play bass, guitar, ukulele, piano, drums, violin. I decided, like you said, to be the jack of all trades, right? He's the expert at guitar, where I, I kind of am going to focus more on covering all our other bases. Which is also very important. I think so, because um, there's a lot of projects I like getting involved with, and um, it all doesn't require the same thing, you know? Like, ideally, I would like to compose music, for um, video games or films or something like that, TV shows, uh, wrestler theme songs, you know, entrance songs. I don't know why I call them theme songs. No, that's what's a theme song. Yeah. Kind of the same, yeah. same vein. That's really cool, though. I didn't know that that was like is that something that you were like passionate about that you you would like to to do as a as a career at some point. Oh my god, yes. I mean, another reason why I'm making my own video game. Honestly, it's just so that I can make the video game score, so I can make the music to it. And then I'm going to use that to try to get more jobs. It's a hell of a resume if you can be like, hey, look at what I did on my own. Yeah, and I mean, the thing that's going to be the best part of my game, the gameplay is not going to be the best part. The music is going to be awesome, though. I'm doing it all using uh, Super Nintendo chip tunes. So it's going to be, I figured out a way to get the exact sounds out of the Super Nintendo um, chip, so... All original Super Nintendo sounds, but uh, with my ideas. That's insane. I couldn't even imagine like where like where to begin with learning how to do that kind of stuff. And you're just like, yeah, I'll do it. And <laughs> and here you are, fucking figuring it out. Well, you know, the problem is, um, my eyes are bigger than my legs, right? Like, I don't think that's a saying, but um, <laughs> I see all these things I want to do. And I'm like, I'm d- diving all in, right? So I just start doing them, whether or not I have the ability, i.e. my legs, to do them. <laughs> See, I'm like I'm like the opposite of that. <laughs> my eyes are smaller than my legs. Um, it's For me, it's like I see all these different things that I want to do, and then I realize that I can't or just like don't have the ability to do it, and then I just fold and don't do it. And it's, it's kind of the problem that I had with this podcast in general was like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to start doing this podcast. And I love doing it. And it was so much fun. I loved like just sitting and bullshitting with people and like learning shit about people. But then a lot of it was like self-consciousness of like, oh, like, well, somebody else is doing it and they're doing it better than me. So why should I even try anymore? And then I would just like, I would fold and then not want to do anything. And eventually I just stopped caring. And now here I am like, I'm just like, you know what? I don't care. If somebody else does this better, that's fine. They they do their thing. I'm doing my thing. The moment like I had people come to me and be like, hey, like, when are you posting another episode? Like, I'm waiting, waiting for the next episode. And I'm like, okay. Like, it, as long as there's like two or three people that like I legitimately know, like, listen, like you, like you like text me out of nowhere and you're just like, hey, like this was a really good episode. And I'm just like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> I don't, I just, I don't expect people to listen. But when it happens, I'm like, oh cool! Like, as long as somebody is like getting enjoyment out of it, then like, 
that's all that matters to me, and I'll keep doing it as long as that happens. Oh, I love podcasts, man. I listen to them when I'm driving, you know. It's a it's the best time to do it. Uh, 616, obviously my go-to podcast. I listen to yours whenever you pop out a new uh, episode, but I also listen to um, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett. They got one with Sean Hayes from Will & Grace called uh, Smartless. I, you know, it's just uh, fun times, you know. I listened to um, one called "How did How did this get made?" which is about the terrible movies with Paul Shear, Jason Manzukis, and That's a Diane good one, Raphael. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> you know, you said. Um, why should I do this if someone's doing it better? See, that's that's the wrong attitude. I'm glad you're not thinking like that. You got to think about it more like um, the act of creation, which is ironic because my band's called Act, act of Destruction. <laughs> the act of creation is where the joy comes from, right? Just doing the thing. Like, I made a cartoon. Not a lot of people watched it, but I fucking loved making it, right? And that's all that really matters, you know. That's the fun part. I I just like uh, I like creating shit, getting involved in uh, new stuff, and seeing what happens. Yeah, it was it's it was just really hard to get out of that mindset. And like I I wouldn't even say that I'm completely out of the out of it. It's like <clears throat> it's a lot of that shit is just internalized, you know, stress and my anxiety is just fucking. You gotta look yourself in the mirror. All right, you you look in the mirror. You make eye contact. Never be afraid of holding another man's gaze, let alone your own, okay? You look in the mirror, and this is what you say. Fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Because you got to listen to your heart, not your mind. Which is true. My heart knows a lot better than my fucking mind does. Yeah, see, if, if you start thinking late at night, you get worried about shit. Dude, I get really anxious about doing, like, normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I could be on stage in front of 1,000, 5,000 people. I'm fine. But going to the bank, dude. Talking to somebody? No, oh, like hell no. I have to literally psych myself up to go to the bank. Like sometimes I will get to the parking lot and I'll just go home. <laughs> Turn around. I don't know what some doing normal stuff, going to the grocery store. That's that's scary to me. I don't like. Yeah, I I agree because I don't like I don't like having to like make small talk with people or just like somebody being like oh like. Do you know where this is? And just or just any any kind of weird interactions with people. I'm just like, I've gotten better about that. But it was like, it was it was a problem that I had pre pandemic. The pandemic, pandemic made, it made it so worse. much worse. I was so happy not talking to anyone. You know, yeah. I was doing my Twitch streams, which gave me the social aspect I needed in my life. But uh, not going out. Oh man, it was great. Yeah, I I didn't mind. I would just it. go to work and do whatever I wanted. You know, it was great. Because like, for, it was great for the first couple months. Because then it was like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't have to make up excuses to not go hang out with people now. Yeah, because there's a lot of events, a lot of concerts, a lot of shows. You know, you get invited to, and you can't do it all. Got a lot of friends. I mean, you're you're a very personable person. I got a lot of friends too, and you know, you don't want to say I just don't feel like it. So the pandemic was a great excuse. No, I can't go out. Can't risk getting sick. I don't think I really switched gears from the pandemic, though. I'm trying to go out more now, but there's still something in me that just makes me want to stay home. Maybe I'm just old. It, it's possible. How old are you now? Uh, I'm about to turn 30. Oh, so you're still young. Oh, younger than me. I got like five years left. <laughs> don't say That's that. That's what the doctor said. That's what the doctor said. I uh, I definitely like started feeling more normal again probably at the beginning of this summer. 
it was it took me it took me a while to kind of like to get back into the mindset of like being social and like going out and doing things and then now I would uh, just get, when did you start wrestling again i so during the pandemic i worked one show and it was like there was so many rules it was outdoors it was in, on a football field uh, it was for warrior wrestling, they did them at, on the football field at Marion Catholic High School, and there was, so you support the Catholic Church. Uh, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll continue. But Sorry warrior wrestling, yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, no, there was so many rules, and it was like social distance. Everything was like it was very, it was run very well as far as making it safe for people to come, be outside, be away from other people, and still being able to enjoy wrestling. Um, but it just felt uncomfortable because I'm like, it's like, I feel like this is wrong. Like I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be out. Um, like we were talking about, like with not wanting to get other people sick, not wanting to get sick. Um, I was just like, I just feel, I, I feel like I'm, I am potentially putting somebody at risk just for being here, you know, not. Yeah. Just, just maybe to not. do something you like, you know, it kind of seemed selfish to me a little, like bit. I had friends that were still like. Uh, going on tons of dates and st- shit during the pandemic. I'm like, you're fucking crazy, dude. Get out of here. You can't be by yourself for a couple months. Yeah, it 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 definitely kind of like freaked me out a little bit, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna chill for a bit. And we like with freelance, we didn't run shows uh, for a while. We did with like GCW did like the collective stuff. We did a, a show with them down in indianapolis which i like i didn't really want to be a part of but like my my guys that helped me run things uh with freelance underground and stuff they were like we're gonna we'll do it we'll run it together and so they kind of put it together and i kind i was there and again it was the same feelings of like you know i had my mask on the entire time but i was just like i was nervous you know nervous about getting people sick you know there's a lot of people there and then it's also too like that the the social socialness of like social media and like being vilified for like just doing anything like people are so quick to just like um be like no fuck you fuck you for for leaving your house and doing this and doing that and like it was it was very intense and it's like yeah sure maybe you should maybe you feel that way about people you know for for doing that like you said selfishness of like putting people in danger but there are definitely ways to address that with people without like being like Fuck Send, you. sending death threats. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And it's, it was, it was really tough. Uh, and then I kind of like, it took a, an extended leave of absence from, from like wrestling as well. And after shortly after that point, I was like, I, I was very much, I didn't know if I wanted to be a part of it anymore. I was like over it. Um, it just like, it, it, I didn't feel it in my heart anymore. And it just like the the stress of like being in charge of doing things took its toll on me, and I kind of was just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And I I just kind of help had my my guys help me out. I was like, because I'm like, if you guys don't run this for me, <laughs> I was like, it's just gonna go away. So they didn't want it to die. And and shout out Isaiah and James for for helping out and and doing that. Um. Uh, but. Then I was kind of just I, I, I was checked out of wrestling completely, and that was like last year I started going to so many baseball games. I was like I need to I need to change my 
my focus. I need to have another hobby because I never really had another hobby outside of wrestling. You were just wrestling a hundred percent of the time, all the time. Running a company, wrestling—it's a lot of work. Running wor- the company, yeah. Working, working at pro wrestling tees, you know, printing wrestling shirts. So it was—I never had a reprieve from wrestling, and baseball was always something that I loved uh, growing up, and never really had a chance to, you know, I would I would follow I followed baseball, followed football, but like it was kind of just like a an afterthought. Um, but then it was like I'm done with wrestling. What am I going to do with my life? So, again, I started playing video games a lot more, started watching and going to baseball games a lot more, got really fell back in love with with baseball and football. And now when I started feeling a bit more comfortable, like being back involved with wrestling and doing stuff. Oh, this is a really long winded answer. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what the people want. We want the juicy, the juicy, the juicy details. Once I kind of felt like comfortable about you know, being back around and doing stuff with wrestling again, I kind of I ju- jumped back in and I had my first match back this past December um, for Freelance Underground. I, I got roped. Pat Monix kind of roped me back into to, to doing wrestling stuff again. And it was really kind of going to be like just like. Some, did, did you win? I lost. Oh, <laughs> my God. Came back to lose. It was love a, to see it. It was a street <laughs> fight, too. We, oh, we beat the shit out of each other. Uh, it was awesome though, but that kind of like re reignited my like love for wrestling, and a lot of it too was like after seeing so much, so much fucking like e- not evilness, but like just hate over the last couple years with like you know the election stuff, the 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 protests and stuff. Like there was a lot of a lot of hateful like energy going around from either side and whether or not like you know people believe on one side or the other like you know that doesn't matter to me as long as like you can believe in what you want and i can believe in what i want as long as we can have a civil conversation and not be like saying you know you need to die because you believe in this like i don't think that's that's the right way to think of it um and like just being back involved in wrestling i'm like you know what i want to take this like positive attitude back into wrestling with me and i was like there's a lot of shit that when i was coming up in wrestling we never had like people that were like looking out for us or like helping us with things it was kind of like just do it do shit on your own or like you know or whatever figure it out kid yeah and i'm just kind of like i want to pay pay it forward as far as like with with a lot of kids that we have at the school i mean I, i would say that with what you've done with freelance wrestling alone even if you stop the day, what you've paid forward back into wrestling, I mean, that's 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 a mountain, dude. What what you <laughs> created there, it really was something special. But yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. I just I just got to give you props. I'm, get, I'm that's something that I'm working on too. Is like accepting praise. Like I, it always made me so uncomfortable. Like when people would be like, "Freelance is so cool. Like you did this really cool thing," and I'm just like. Yeah, it's okay, I guess. Like, I just, like, part of me doesn't, like, I feel, like, guilty acknowledging praise. Freelance was so cool that it made me love wrestling again, okay? That's how cool what you guys did was. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that, that, and that's, I I feel like I've I've had people tell me that, like, that have come to shows. And I would tell people this, too, that, like, we have, like, we have wrestling fans that come to the shows, but we have a lot of people that are, 
I wouldn't say they're wrestling fans. Rock and roll crowd, punk rock crowd, you know, there's, there's a great mix of people. They're man. not wrestling fans, but they're freelance fans. And exactly. they come they come now every fucking month because they're exactly. just like, we know what the fuck's going on. It's awesome. But yeah, just uh How how did that first match um uh, feel when you came back? It wrestling? felt I was it's funny enough, is like it was the first time I was ever like actually nervous like to wrestle because I was like for one like I hadn't wrestled in, in a while and I also didn't know like I was like well are people gonna fucking care that I'm like here because like I, I acknowledge the fact that I'm not like you know anyone's probably favorite wrestler or like a, a guy who should be at the top of any card or anything like that like I'm a good I feel like I'm a good person like in the middle middle of the middle of the road guy like I'm I can I can entertain the crowd. I can I can do my job, whatever you need me to do. But I may not be the fucking the guy selling out the arena or some, something like that. It was just totally fine. Like you need people like that in the middle. Um, but I was like, I wasn't sure people are going to come and and be excited to see me or anything like that. And there and, and it was it was pretty a pretty warm welcome. <laughs> now uh, it's funny you say that because I'm about to play my first concert since the pandemic really yeah this saturday i got i'm playing bass in my brother's band uh beyond death and um i haven't played uh i think our last my last show was with active destruction we played the blue island beer company brewery and it was a great big show packed the place great time and i think a week later lockdown started yeah so since then i have not played live and um <laughs> Oh man, it's gonna be interesting. Are you, are you nervous? Um I uh, yeah, probably yeah, I think so. <laughs> Feeling something. Think so. I don't know. I also during the pandemic I didn't really play that much bass. I was focusing more on like piano and guitar. So I had to go back, uh bust out the old pop new strings on. Fucking Joe Biden needs to lower these bass string prices. <laughs> oh my god. He's jamming me up the ass here. But um, rebuild the calluses because bass strings are real thick, you know. But it's gonna be fun. I'm excited, you know. I I haven't I haven't done much since the pandemic, and I'm excited to get back into it. You haven't done much except for, you know. Well, I, I did I did a lot of artwork from my home, you know. But but as far as like p- performing and stuff, yeah, live. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. That's pretty cool. Well, good luck with that. I wish I. I we're going to be wrestling on Saturday, but otherwise yeah, I've been making okay. a more conscious effort too of like, uh, because I've had so many p- friends and stuff that come out to freelance shows and like support and do that. I'm like, if you like, you guys have things that are going on. I want to be there for you. I went last, last Saturday, my buddy Jacob, uh, he's in a band called East moon. Mm-hmm. They just played a show, um, on the way on the way on the East side at the, at this bar. And I believe it was their first show since the pandemic, too. I'm not sure. Uh, I might be, might be giving incorrect information there. But I was like, you know what? Like, he comes to all the fucking shows. Like, him and his wife, they come all the shows. They're in the band together. Um, and I was Ooh. just like, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I was like, I'll, I'll be there. I'll make a, I'll make a, a conscious effort to be there. Uh, so I'm, just, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be, like I said, giving that positive energy, trying to be supportive. Uh, because I've gotten that from so many other people and I've it's helped me a lot and I feel like that I need to 
in return uh, give that energy back. Good karma is what they say, right? Yeah, pay it forward, like that movie with that little kid. But he started the whole pay it forward movement, and then he gets stabbed to death at the end of the movie. So what is the moral? The moral is don't pay it forward. Pay it forward, but with knives. (laughs) I'm going to pay this knife forward deep into your guts, boy. That sounds I mean, so he, good with the, the in in my headphones. Yeah. The kid, uh, he died. He got Did stabbed he? to death. What yeah. the, what is the movie? Is it paid forward? Yeah, pay it forward. You don't know. I don't it? think I've ever seen that. So this little kid, he um starts doing good deeds around town, right? And um, these people are like, "Well, why'd you do this?" And he's like, "Oh, just pay it forward to someone else. Do something nice for some random stranger. Pay it forward, right?" And it's a whole movement, and everyone's lives are getting better. And then all of a sudden, the kid gets stabbed to death. That's such a fucking downer ending. I mean, it, I think the moral of the movie is don't pay it forward, honestly, if we're analyzing it. Because you're going to get stabbed to death. That's what I learned. If you get too much good karma, it, it, it actually cancels out. Yeah, and it goes all bad. the way around and it's bad karma. That's the, that's the moral of the story. Be, be a good person, but don't be too good. Don't pay it forward all the time, I guess. You got to take some me time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little kid got stabbed to death. Fun times. Uh, I think I got. I think we got some questions. Ooh, all right. I was wondering if we were because sometimes, sometimes I'll put it out there and uh, and I won't get stuff. And I know because I know Ian does deals with the same thing. Um, as far as uh, asking for questions and such, he's got all the Dan Dans on the Discord. That might be the move now. Like I'm not a big Discord guy. Uh, I joined the six and six one, and that's kind of the only one that I'm really active on. I I like Discord. I don't like social media that much. Like Facebook is for old people, right? Mm-hmm. Twitter is for fucking freaks. Yes. Jesus Christ, very much so. So uh, I like Discord because then I'm just involved in the. Uh, I hang around Ian's people, you know, Castro. We got our own things going. It's fun, you know. It's more of it's a just like a messenger app, you know. That's just how I DM people. It's Discord. Now. I feel like yeah, it's more of like a a cultivated community. It's yeah. it's people that are there with specific uh, similar interests and and ideals. Maybe I don't know. Uh, we got one question on Twitter. All right, from uh, my good friend Scrump, host of the PWT cast. Can't eat. Scrump is so scrumptious. He is scrumptious. Uh, he's got. <laughs> he's uh, he leads off with. Got any good stories about Castro? <laughs> I got a good story about Big C Chris Castro. Um, he was on my show, Drunk Jeopardy, Drunk Pretty, and uh, he drank twelve beers. Twelve beers. Twelve beers. That's a lot. That's a lot of beer. The show is only like an hour and a half long. Like, That's pretty impressive. <laughs> he only stopped drinking because he ran out of beers, um, <laughs> but uh, he lost. Spoiler alert, this happened a long time ago. And, um, you know, uh, he kind of turned heel on everyone in the moment and uh, cut wicked promos on the artist and stuff. It was uh, was crazy. (laughs) Okay, I did hear about this. Yeah. Good old heel Castro promos. Shout out out Castro. Hey, I love him. Even if he's a heel, I love him. Uh, What video game franchises popular do you not understand? Um... That, something that's popular that I don't understand, I guess. Um, I'm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I I'm just not into, but that's just because it's not for me. You know, it's not that I like. I, I'm not a Minecraft guy, but I see why people like it. 
Fortnite. And I see why people like that. I don't really play like the big um, massive battle royale games. Really, those aren't those aren't really my thing. Um, something that's absolutely terrible though. Terrible game. Um, what is um, dude? I don't. Games are just good. You know, even if you don't like it, there's so much other things you could play. Yeah. They're strange indie games. I've been playing these uh, games by a developer named Puppet Combo, and um, they're games that come out now, but they look like PlayStation 1 horror games, right? Oh, okay. They're pretty crazy. That's cool. I'm going to have to, I'll probably have to get a list of of games for you to recommend to me that I could, because otherwise, all I do is I sit and I fucking play either Madden or MLB The Show. Oh, Dead. you know, you know what? Honestly, here's the bad video game thing. All the new WWE games are yes. fucking terrible. I think the last one that was good was like 2013 or something. I don't know. I st- stopped playing them. They're just terrible. Fire Pro Wrestling World, though, great yes. game, great game. Are you excited about the AEW game? I'm. Um, I don't think it's going to come out this year. Honestly, you don't but think so? It's already August, dude. I keep hearing holidays. It's already August. I don't. I. I mean, I hope so. I want to play it. I'm very excited for it. Um, I hope they. Um, there's some features that I would like to have, but I don't know if this first one's going to have it. I mean, it's the first game. We'll see what happens. I don't want them to rush it at this point. Like if they like, yeah, I'd rather than take your time because there's a lot of games that come out now that are unfinished, and um. That's not the move to do it. They suck. Yeah. Uh, would you rather try to outrun a crocodile or fight a small gorilla? Well, I would not want to fight a gorilla. I learned that from a, a horrible bald man named Joe Rogan. But <laughs> um, I would think, I would, honestly, going off my knowledge based off Steve Irwin, right? You could hold an alligator's mouth shut, right? Like they're power comes from closing their jaws not opening it right yeah so if i get on that fucker's back and i just hold his mouth shut you're pretty good he's, we're best friends right what if he starts rolling though i can roll all day baby <laughs> you think i can roll with a gator that's fair no honestly if he rolled then i'd probably die <laughs> yeah what is it called the death roll the right death they roll. bite on you and roll like what, what was that flat fuck friday oh yeah yeah that's my guy I like that. I like when you tweet that. Shout out Gators Daily. I just I I randomly came across that that Twitter account and it's just like random alligator, cute alligators, <laughs> funny looking ones. Side note: Have you ever eaten alligator? I have. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, surprisingly. There's a there's a place in the city over here. It's called Angry Crab. It's a good seafood spot. Ooh. It's over. It's in Wicker Park, uh, near Ashland and uh, Milwaukee. That's too north. It's too, uh, fan- too fancy. It is fancy. If you're north of Midway Airport, you're too north. Too north. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, they have a a alligator hot dog. Wait, well, hold, 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 hold on. An alligator hot dog? Yes. It is it's it's alligator meat binded with spicy pork. And it's really fucking good. Holy shit. It's really good. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. An alligator hot dog. Mhm. I gotta have that. You gotta have it. <laughs> I gotta. I'm not. I'm not a crazy hot dog guy. You know. I'm not Big C Chris Castro. I'm not the hot dog man, right? But I love a hot dog, and this is an interesting twist I could get behind. You should. You should do it. Uh, you should get it on the way home, 
from here because it's not far from here. Oh, really? Yeah, it's only probably about five minutes from here. How much does these alligator hot dogs go for? I can look it up. Yeah, what what are we talking here? Like, let's see, six, I will, six bucks. I'm gonna look it up right now. If it's twelve dollars, I'm not buying it. It might be twelve because alligators aren't that rare. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. Are let's alligators see. endangered? Um, I don't think so. Would you rather fight the gorilla or the alligator? I think I would go with uh, outrunning the alligator or crocodile because uh, they got little legs. They got little legs, but also fuck trying to fight a gorilla no matter what size it is. And if you have blueberries in your pocket, that gorilla is just going to destroy you. Gorillas like blueberries. That was a joke on um, Team America World Police. You remember <laughs> the South Park guys made that puppet movie? I do. Yeah, the one guy's brother fell in the gorilla exhibit, and because he had blueberries in his pocket, uh, they tore him to shreds. <laughs> Don't eat blueberries, then. Uh, okay, the alligator hot dog says, made individually to order, please allow 20 minutes. All hot dogs are served with an order of regular fries. You can upgrade your fries to Cajun or lemon pepper. Oh, lemon- I, gotta, I gotta go Cajun. Cajun's good. The lemon pepper ones are good, and they have garlic fries or Cajun garlic fries. Ooh, uh, alligator hot dog! It is indeed twelve dollars. Twelve dollars, goddamn! It's a hot dog with some fries. But it comes with fries. Uh, I mean, I gotta try this. Your toppings, ketchup. You can you you can select your toppings. So it's either ketchup, mustard, onions, tomatoes, relish, hot peppers, dill dill pickles, and then they have sauce: a spicy house sauce, sriracha mayo, or horseradish garlic. Ooh, it's pretty good. It's a good spot. 20 minutes to make that hot dog, though. Ooh. Yeah. Might have to call ahead. Uh, and his last question, what song do you consider, in quotes, perfect? Oh, my God. The perfect song. Um, that's something that I've been personally searching for. You know, every song I write is not close to perfect. You know, um, as a musician, a song is never done. You're just done with it. Like, you just have to put it out. Because you could just keep going back, making everything better and better and that better. But then, you know, years pass and the song's still not done. So, eventually, you just have to, once it's in a good enough state, you release it, you know. But um, songs that I think are perfect. There's a singer who died recently uh, called Mark Lanigan. He, um, He was in a grunge band called The Screaming Trees back in the day. He did guest vocals with Queens of the Stone Age a lot. He's the guy with the low, gravelly voice. Kind of sounds like whiskey and cigarettes. Uh, Mark Lanigan has a lot of perfect songs. I would consider um, the Gravedigger song by him perfect. Um, when Your Number Isn't Up, perfect. Strange Religion, perfect. Uh, in, in, it's not even metal. It's just like, um, I don't know. He, he kind of got into like uh, New Wave at the end of his career there. Interesting. Started off with like acoustic music and then went more electronic, new wave. That's pretty interesting. Real sad songs. I like sad music. That's my that's my go-to. Yeah, you should check out Mark Lanigan then. I'll check it out. He's like if Leonard Cohen and uh, Tom Waits fucked and um, they gave birth to a pile of gasoline. So <laughs> you got that to look forward to. I got it. I'm... Saving it onto my Spotify right Sadly, now. Sadly, he he died, I think, he looks, uh, from COVID. He looks pretty old in this photo here. Oh, yeah. Well, he was also a junkie. Well, it happens. A lot of rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll uh, takes its toll. Oh, those are good lyrics. Write that down. I'll write it down right now. 
when are we doing our band? I know. <laughs> so it's so funny that you you mentioned that too, because like my coworker Jacob, we talk all the day. We fucking we riff all the time talking about music. Sometimes we'll just start with like fucking writing, not writing songs, but like we'll just start singing shit. And then just start rhyming shit and like, it's like, oh, this would be a great song. And then we're just like, okay. But I know he's busy with his shit. I'm busy with my shit. You're busy with your shit. But I would, I, and like I said, I told you earlier, I bought a bass. I'm very fucking, uh, what's the word? Uh, Not influential. I'm very easily influenced, I guess. Uh, I'll tell the, oh, actually, I'll tell this story really quick because it's actually hilarious. So, he he uh, was talking about how they they might be looking for uh, a new bass player in his band, and I was like, he goes he goes, man, you should just totally uh, learn how to play bass, and and just j- like joking, and I was just like, ah ha ha, I was like, yeah, I wonder, I was like, I wonder if you can buy a bass on Amazon, <laughs> so <laughs> so I was like, let me look and see, and I looked, and I was just like, he goes, oh, is it purple? And I go, no, scroll scroll scroll. Yeah, <laughs> and it was uh, what's the brand? I- Ibens. Ibenez. Ibenez. Which he said is, hey, that's a that's a decent brand for that's like a what beginner. I started with yeah, and I was like, okay, and I'm like, man, I was like, I don't need to like buy this shit right now. What the fuck am I no, doing? No, might as well, you might as well buy it, dude. And uh, that's kind of what he said. And I was like, well, I was like, okay. So there was like a thing on there. It was like sign up for this. Uh, amazon rewards like credit card and i was like all right i'm gonna try to apply for this credit card and if i get it if i get approved for it i'll consider buying this base so i sign up for it i get approved for it not only do you get this credit card which is a fucking problem that i have (laughs) um but they also give you right off the bat a 150 dollar gift card for to use on Amazon. And I was like, okay. And then it's like, okay, when you use the credit card, you can pay $16 a month for 12 months with no interest. Nice. And I'm like, <sighs> that's well, how they get I, you. I uh, guess I got to buy this base now. <laughs> there's um, there's a company called Sweetwater that um, just is all musical gear and stuff. And a lot of my high end instruments, I got off gimmicks like that where, you know, you pay every month with no interest as long as you don't miss a payment, you know. So yeah. like, I got oh, I wasted a lot of money, dude. I got bases that are like three, four thousand dollars each. I got guitar. All my guitars are like three grand each. Keyboard. Those are like grand. real. Those are like real bases, though. Not that the yeah. one that I got is not real. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, I started with a with an Ibanez, you know, something cheap because you just gotta learn, you know, something to learn on. But now I only play comparison guitars and bases, and they're like um. They're what I consider. Um, you, do you remember Kill Bill? Mm-hmm. Remember the Hattori Hanzo swords? Yes. This is the equivalent, but with guitars. Really? Yeah, like uh, made in Japan, a Japanese master. You know, these these are perfect. These necks are perfect. Oh my god! So, like when people normal people think about like, oh, they think Gibson, they think like, yeah, no, this is way better than that. These are these are better crafted Co- instruments. Comparison guitars are all I will play for the rest of my life. Once for the I next played, five years? Yeah, for the next <laughs> five years. Once I played my first one, I was like, oh, my God. And I'm addicted. And it's a problem because they're expensive as fuck. Yeah, it sounds uh, like it. Yeah, musicians don't make a lot of money. <laughs> 
and uh, so that's that is the story of how I decided to get this bass guitar, which in all all time took about fifteen minutes. <laughs> hey man, I love it. And now that you once you have it, um, you know you're gonna look at it. And you're gonna be like, I should practice. Yeah, and then you won't practice. But then sometimes you'll practice though. I yeah, I'm I've I've decided that I'm like okay, I I need to commit at least to learning how to play this. Like I don't care about, I don't really care about like actually starting a band too just, much just uh start by learning your favorite songs you know yeah um but i do i do want to make music at some point like that's something like wrestling like wrestling's always been my passion but like music has always been like right there with it and like it's always been like my one of my dreams to make music and like i played in 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 band when i was in high school like i i you know played the trumpet played the the baritone um and you look like you got trumpet lips. I got trumpet lips. Bro. You got trumpet lips. Yeah. I just found my trumpet too uh, at my parents' house. So I brought it here, and I was, I was. They were like, "Let's see if I can still play it." And I was like, "Okay." I greased it up a little bit, and it was like, burp, 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 <laughs> "Everyone at work's like, what the fuck's going on?" Because Nicole was like, "You can't keep that thing here at the house." <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, no, well, to be fair, trumpets very loud, very loud, very loud, and I have a small dog who would not like it very much but i'm i'm excited to for the prospect of it and how we talked about before how i i was so focused on wrestling 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 all the time and i didn't have i didn't know how to to proper properly manage my time for other things but now i feel like i'm more comfortable with being like okay i can designate time for wrestling i can designate time for fucking this designate time for learning how to play bass and do it in a healthy way that it's not going to overwhelm me and make me be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, hopefully. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how quickly that... I hate practicing, man. I, I, there's so many instruments I got to practice. I just don't practice. I, I got like a composer's mindset, right? Where I'll come up with an idea and then I'll practice to play what I just come up with. But like I'm never like practicing unless I got a show or like a specific record or song I'm trying to record practicing uh oh my god I'm, i got i got terrible practice habits but uh you know once you you you're become a jack of all trades and uh you can uh not have to practice as much um that's true <laughs> but i would like to get better you know that's the thing you always got to balance so trying to get a little bit better what's uh what's the name of our band gonna be did you come up with a band name yet I didn't really think of that. Are you going to announce it right far. now? Uh, we're going to be... Oh. <laughs> we... Uh, I would joked around with another wrestler uh, about like if we ever actually tagged, we would. this would be our tag team name. And I think it would also make a really good uh, band name. And that would be the Sacred Glizzies. Oh, God. <laughs> the Sacred Glizzies. You like that? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. All our songs are about hot dogs, alligator hot dogs. We, alligator. Can write, we can write the theme song for alligator hot dogs, get that endorsement. That we can get free alligator hot dogs for life. But it takes 20 minutes to make them. So. It'll take us 20 minutes to write the song. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, let's see. We're in the Discord here, the 616 Discord. Uh, got a couple questions here. Hoffman Hunter, he goes, uh, what were your what were your guys biggest inspirations in terms of how your humor is today and in terms of how you approach how you make your content 
Ooh. Um, I guess I was lucky enough to have a dad who uh, let me watch whenever I wanted. Like, um, growing up, watch all the Monty Python movies, Mel Brooks, anything, you know, it didn't matter if it had bad words. We're allowed to watch whatever we wanted. So my mom and dad, I guess, didn't give a shit, which was great (laughs) for me because I found so much good stuff at a young age. So I grew up with the classics like Mel Brooks, Monty Python, Benny Hill, um, stuff like that. But um, what was really a game changer um, was like early adult swim. Adult Swim nowadays is fucking garbage. I can't believe what they've done to the channel. Oh my yeah. God. But um, when it started, you know, loved it. Aqua Teen was great stuff. I love all the Tim and Eric stuff. A lot of anti-comedy, you know, stuff that isn't necessarily based on getting the biggest laugh, but the awkwardness creates the comedy, you know, stuff like Tim and Eric, uh, Neil Hamburger, that kind of stuff really... Uh, Opened my mind in a different direction, but I got into a lot of British comedy, mm-hmm. like The Mighty Boosh, Matt Berry. Uh, he had a show with Rich Fulcher called Snuffbox. That was a great one. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yes. Yeah. All that all that um, early 2000s British comedy, IT crowd, um, that was a game changer, I think. Nice. Yeah, I don't know how I would answer this question because I don't think I'm funny. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I, I kind of the same that you, you said about like at least my dad. My dad kind of let us do whatever the fuck we want and watch whatever we wanted. My mom was kind of on the other side of that. There was a time where she did not want us to be watching Simpsons at all, which was which was that not... because the the Simpsons got bad. No, it was oh. we were young and she was just like, this is not appropriate for kids to be watching. And then my dad was like, it's fine. Yeah, like my, my parents would drop me off at my grandma's house for her to babysit us and like we'd pop on South Park the movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, so like any, any, anything goes. It's and I, I, th- I think that's the way to be raised, honestly. Uh, Chen underscore X09. He says, I got a question for No Taxes Nigel Bravo. Uh, inspiration for Piss Boy as an animation on YouTube and your top 10 favorite video games of all time. Okay, well, we went over the inspiration for the cartoon. We did. was the bathroom break song I made for, for my Twitch channel, but uh, top 10 video games of all time. Holy shit. I guess you don't have to do top 10. But um, I'll just, just name some off bunch. that are popping to mind. Uh, number one, Zombies Ain't My Neighbors for yes. the Super Nintendo. 55 levels of terror. I've beaten this game nine times in my life. It's so hard. It's very hard. Can you I, do it on your own? I only have done it on my own. Really? I'm unable to do it in co-op for some reason. I've tried with my brother, with past girlfriends, um, with this guy named Macabre Dave, who says he's good at the game, but <laughs> evidently not. Um, <laughs> Zombies Ain't My Neighbors was insane because you got all the um, old school horror movie tropes in the game. Like there's a spider boss that's weak to fire, like arachnophobia. You know, there's a werewolves. You throw forks and knives at them because they're weak to silver, silverware. You know, all this good stuff. But um, there are a lot of secret levels. So, I think it was um, when I was in high school, I started um, trying to beat that game once a year. So I'd play for about maybe a month or a month and a half. To each time getting further and further, and then I finally beat it and be like, nice. So I've done it nine times. That's impressive. That's very impressive. I got to do it again. I should do it on stream. You should. That would be a good one. 
but then I watch it. I don't get very far, and I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> it's hard. It was hard. There's a lot of levels. Um, uh, Bloodborne, all time. It was my favorite Dark Souls game until Elden Ring came out. I don't know. It's close. Elden Ring has a jump button. They didn't have jump buttons before, so oh. being able to jump is a game changer. Um, I like Gradius Three. Uh, the Super Nintendo port that was like a sideways space shoot 'em up type game where you power up your spaceship and stuff. Um, I don't know. I like a lot of shit. I like uh, RPGs like Witcher Three, um, Divinity Two, old school computer RPGs like Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate Two were great. Um, I love D and D. I'm a huge Dungeons and Dragons guy, so. Any video game version of D&D I usually love. Um, there was a game called, for the PS2 actually, that was called Champions Return to Arms? Champions of Norath Return to Arms, I think. It was like the sequel to Champions of Norath. It was kind of like a Diablo type game, right? Where you're just going around hacking and slashing, picking up loot and stuff while you level up your guy. Kind of RPG-esque, but um, that game was amazing. I love that game so much. Gauntlet Legends, Dark Legacy for um PlayStation 2 era. That was a great one. I don't know. I don't know. I never played that one. Um I played the shit out of that Van Helsing video game when that came out cuz I loved that movie so much. Love that, that fucking movie. Dude, I saw it like six times in theaters with my Romanian friend Alex Buzgau. He was my best friend <laughs> growing up from Romania. We used to um, eat these chocolate bars uh, that were filled with rum. It was great. Oh, my God. These Romanian rum bars. Not good for me. But, yeah, I don't know. There's, I'd have to really think before I gave a real top ten, but those are some of them. A lot of, a lot of older games, honestly. What's something like a newer? Oh, I guess Elden, Elden Rings, Rings just came probably... out. Uh, Stray was a great new Stray. game, too. Um there's a game that's called Valheim. It's not technically released yet. It's in early access. When that comes out, that's going to be game of the year. That's like you're a Viking going around. You could build shit. There's some bosses to kill. Oh, that so, sounds pretty cool. Valheim is awesome. I, I played probably like 200 hours of that game. So I, I'm waiting for them to release the rest of it before I get back into it. Hopefully. Well, you have to let me know when that comes out. That sounds pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. It's multiplayer, I too, like so both. you can hop in. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I like we, Viking we can, shit. We can build our base. It's kind of like a, a, a Viking Minecraft situation. <laughs> the cool version of Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. Minecraft that fucks. <laughs> in a world where Minecraft fucks, Valheim. <laughs> it is Valheim. Um, Shabadab. Says, who is your prediction for the Monopoly six one? Who is your prediction for the Monopoly six man championship? Oh, for the championship game. I guess, I, I don't know if he means the championship That's game six, or a so, six man championship. Like, this, well, it's all the champions we're playing together. This past one, or no, no this, this next the, one, the next one. So oh. you're gonna have to compete against me. Who's gonna have to compete against Robinson? Ooh, against Ian. Artist, slap him again. Brock. Did I slap him? You guys, you kissed and then you slapped him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, didn't, I don't remember that. That's funny. 
I think you might have been drunk. I was I was drunk a lot at those uh, Monopoly games back in the day. I, I had the whole strategy of I would drink beers and then build a tower of beers, the beer wall, remember? I remember the beer wall. Yeah, and then I won a couple sober to prove that it wasn't just the beer. But then, you know, I lost. And, uh, I guess some, who's your prediction then? Who do you think is going to take th- the title? I think I'm going to win. You think you're going to win? Because it's a better story. The guy, uh, I'm the long, I have the most defenses, okay? I'm a two-time champion. I'm a two-time champion with the most defenses. Ian gave me an asterisk next to my name after some unfounded fucking there complaints. Has, there has been some controversy People have accused me of cheating in Monopoly. Let the record show, I was not the banker. Artist Mike Charles was the banker. So if there was any cheating, it should be under his fucking problem. You think he, the asterisk should be under his name? Not me. I wasn't the banker. I'm a player. I'm going to do what it takes to win. I didn't cheat. And I've said multiple times, check the tape. These were streamed live. Like, literally, you could see us playing it. No one went back to check the tape. Nobody checked the tape? I've, I said check the tape for years and years and years. It should <laughs> but, be a t-shirt. <laughs> it should be a t-shirt. But uh, no one has checked the tape, and because of that, I have an asterisk next to my name. No, so that's why I'm coming out of triple retirement. <laughs> triple retirement? you Ric Flair? Uh, yeah, I came out of retirement and lost a couple times, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about this next one. I'm coming out of triple retirement, and I think it's a better story if I win. You should lay down the stipulation that if you do indeed win, then the asterisk must be removed. That's really good. We're going to... We're gonna make that happen. We're gonna use that. Do you? Who do you think is gonna win? Or do you think you're gonna become a, a two-time champion? I don't know. Like I, I felt pretty confident in my in playing this past year's game, but I. Dude, it's so hard when you're distracted by Corey's good looks. Uh, he just was. He's just right there. He's right next to me. I just oh, couldn't. Man, that charisma. I just couldn't do it. it. Did your knees touch? Like uh, uh, no, they didn't touch. Thankfully, because otherwise I would have melted. Yeah, you would have popped right there. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Uh, Honestly, he's, Rob, he's Robinson, pretty good. Robinson might win, though. You think Robinson so? Robinson is the most dangerous player I've ever played. Because, one, he's smarter than all of us. He is. Two, he's more handsome than all of us. That definitely so applies. you got a guy who's smart and handsome, who's been fed life on a silver spoon with a chip on his shoulder now? Oh, my God. Dangerous. Dangerous. I, I'm excited for this. I can't wait. Ian has, uh, I think, proved himself honestly besides me he's the best champion there's ever been he just uh defends it and defends it and a lot of the dandans give him an unwarranted shit for it i don't know why they want Ian they to bury lose. him now he's they like it's like him. roman reigns <laughs> i think back when i was the champion it did happen a lot more often now it's only once a year you know i was defending it every other week you know we felt that there Back in the day. Back yeah. when we could all just get together and hang out <laughs> randomly without yeah. planning shit. Get drunk and play Monopoly for no reason. <laughs> but I think I'm going to win. You think uh, Ian's going to play? I think I think Ian might retain again. If he does, there's going to be no dispute that Ian is the greatest of all time. That is true. Beating every other champion right there. I think he said he would retire. Maybe I just made that up, but... We're going with We're it. We're going now. with it. He's retiring. If he if he wins, Ian he's done. wins. He re- he retires. If I win, there's no asterisks. And if I win, nothing, Ca- nothing happens. If if you win, then Ian has to marry his mother in law. <laughs> yes. There we go. 
I'll do the fucking bottle flip with it yeah. too. Uh, he landed it. <laughs> uh, what what hurts worse than a purple nurple? Oh, purple. That's your nipple, right? Yeah. Well, this didn't happen to me, but there's a good friend of mine. Uh, he used to be a good friend of mine. He moved away. So I guess I could say his name, Brian Dietrich. Okay, he used to play drums in a black metal band called Mephisto. Um, he was dating a chick with a piercing. Like, you know that spike mm. piercing? Like, out of the bottom lip? Yeah. Like a like a two-inch spike coming out of her lip. Just a big spike. And, um, well, as boyfriend and girlfriend sometimes do, they were getting rather intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, she was um, going down on him. And in the moment, she thought, this... It's going to feel really good. And she stuck that spike up his dick hole. Uh, up his Why did hole. she think that? Why was she thinking in proper thoughts? Uh, dude, I don't know. But when he told me what happened, mm. I mean, that has to be the worst feeling in the world, honestly. I think I think so. <laughs> and he was uh, pissing and coming blood for like two months after that. Oh. So let that be a lesson don't stick anything up your dick hole take the purple nurple rather than the the piercing up the dick hole uh so some kind of robot asks what about danhausen fuck him right piss boy stealing motherfucker oh my god danhausen trying to steal my piss boy legacy what is up with that i don't know what is what i what's the story behind this he's calling people piss boy now He's doing piss boy. He's calling people piss boy. It's fucking calling RJ City piss boy. Uh, I was does, not aware of this. I knew about the ass boys. Yeah, well, ass boys was great. And he got Guarsenio Hall to make that ass boys theme song. Yes. Guarsenio Hall from Two Minutes to Late Night. Love him because he combines uh, metal and comedy, which is, you know, kind of what I do yeah. in a way, too. But he's way more successful than me. I love him anyway. Um, but uh, Dan Housen. Look, even using the phrase piss boy, piss, that belongs to me. That's copyrighted. Well, it's not copyrighted. Okay, sure. In History of the World Part 1, Mel Brooks had a character called the piss boy who carried a bucket and the the king and the dukes would piss into it and he'd have to hold the bucket and he did a body switch (laughs) with the king. But um, and sure, maybe I stole the phrase "piss boy" from Mel Brooks, but we're not bringing Mel Brooks into this, are we? No, this is all about you and Dan. Me versus Danhausen, and if Danhausen wants to go to court, (laughs) Crow Court, we could go to we could go to court about it. Go to Crow Court for it. Crow Court. I mean, look, either he's got to pay me twenty human monies to use the phrase "piss boy," which hey, if he wants to pay, that's fine. Pay to play, baby. Or Maybe we got to get him to. Maybe he has to do a voice in the next season. Interesting. That'd be. I'd be willing to accept that too. I can see if I can pull some strings. Yeah, just uh, make him watch the show, and you tell him he's ripped me off, and uh, I'm coming for him. I will definitely love I will that, definitely do that. Love that Danhausen though. Besides, when he steals my uh, IP, he's a great boy, demon boy. Um. Yeah. Either. Either or. He's great. Uh, last question we got here from Mupo eighteen eleven. Oh, Mupo, uh, what's the best way to spend thirty bucks apart from food? I would argue that food is the worst thing to spend money on. Really, that is like the one thing I'm willing to spend. Well, any I mean, amount of money. I on. spend money on food a lot. I'm a big fat guy. I love food. I used to be a cook. Food is great, but I mean, as soon as you eat it, it's over. That's true. 
Like, you spend 30 money. Or, I was going to say 30 monies. I'm stuck That's in Danhausen. Danhausen. No, um, $30, Moople. You got $30. Here's what you do. I could tell you how I spent $30 last week. I bought on Amazon uh, a Beyblade Arena that comes with some Beyblades. Nice. Because I'm going to start an underground Beyblade ring at the bar by me. We're going to be in the backyard of the bar, and we're going to be gambling on Beyblades. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool, actually. It. I mean, sure, I ordered this well drunk, but it's going to happen. And uh, they it showed up, and I'm going to get this Beyblade uh, underground gambling ring going. And then the money's going to flow in. You know, as long as I let it rip really good and my Beyblade keeps spinning, I, I the $30 is going to turn into potentially hundreds of dollars, thousands. You got to add actual blades to their to your Beyblades. Well, maybe that's the underground underground league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Under yeah. the bar. So buy some Beyblades, Mupo, or, you know, go to the casino. Put $30 on one hand to blackjack. You a big black blackjack guy? Uh, that's my go-to game at the casino. Love blackjack. I I want to learn how to play. I I don't know how to play. It's any cards. pretty easy. Um, I want to get into craps, but there's all the side betting and stuff's crazy. The craps table's always crowded, but it seems like so much fun. Everybody looks like they know what they're doing. I know, which is why I uh, feel very out of place there. I'm just like, I want to like, but I'm like, ugh. I know exactly, but. I did play craps, underground craps sometimes, and uh, very fulfilling, very fulfilling times. I once played craps in a graveyard. Graveyard craps. Yeah, guy uh, worked the graveyard um, at night, and uh, <laughs> this was a shady game, actually. I, f- I really do. I <laughs> no, feel in a graveyard. <laughs> no, I mean uh, the people that were there gambling on this thing. Um, very rarely do I feel unsafe because I'm a pretty big guy, right? Yeah. And, um, but when I got there, I was like, Ooh, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I, I lost Describe like, Describe the, the, I lost like $500 that night. So, Ooh. Yeah. Describe the characters that were there. Uh, I'm too scared to describe them, honestly. Probably ghosts. Um, no, they were, um, pieces of shit, like shitty dudes. Like mm. dudes that as soon as they look at you, you know, you can just feel the hate in their eyes. Some wise guys. Uh, like wise guys, but like really dumb uh. and ugly. <laughs> well, I just buried these guys. Hopefully, they don't listen to this. That'd be that'd be kind of funny if they did. Yeah, honestly, it'd be worth the beating for uh, the joke. <laughs> Sometimes the joke is worth it. Let me. That is my motto. Okay, I've had a I've ruined a lot of relationships in my life um, because I'm willing to take a joke too far. But sometimes the joke is worth it. I agree with that statement. I don't know. Laughter is uh, the best thing in the world. They say it's the best medicine. Well, but it doesn't really cure cancer yeah, or something yeah. like that. But tell that to all the sick kids, man. Next, come on. Well, you know, maybe they should laugh more. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know, fuck them. No, we love them. No, we love the sick kids too. <laughs> We don't like the healthy ones. Yeah. Don't be healthy. Being healthy and jacked and fucking running and stuff. Be like us. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, what can you do? We got five years left. Let's get weird with it. Let's get weird with it. Let's get weird with it.
Dude, thank you so much for coming up here all the way super far north. It's nor- way oh, north of Midway Airport. Way further than Midway Airport. This is like north side of the moon. We're almost to Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, usually, usually at the end of the podcast, I get whatever you want to plug, promote, shout out, anything like that. The uh, The floor is yours, my friend. Um, I... Uh I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Stoat Crow Comedy. Crow spelled with a K, comedy with a K. Um, you could find my YouTube channel, same thing, where I got the Legend of Piss Boy uh, cartoon. Eight episodes are up. Season one's up. Uh, the video game will be coming to Steam on PC very soon, so look forward to that. Um, I'm playing bass with the metal band Beyond Death. If you haven't checked them out, go on their band camp. They got a couple albums, pretty awesome stuff. My band's called Act of Destruction. I also play in a black metal band called Grackle. Uh, I just recently released a synthwave album of just background music. That's royalty free. If anyone's looking for music for their projects or videos or whatever, where can they find that? That's on Bandcamp slash Stoke Crow Comedy. Sick. It's also on my YouTube channel. There'll be a link to it. But um, that's just um, I made background music with my synthesizer for my channel and I figured, hey, just make make it so anyone can use it. Why not? Don't want anyone getting copyright strikes out there, so there you go. There's some free music. So generous of you. Hey, what I do what I can. You're a generous man. Uh, not according to my ex. Hey, well the exes are exes for a reason, right? Yeah. Hey, you can't you can't win tic tac toe without some X's and O's. Hey. Is that the final line? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Oh,